Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here. We've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's up, y'all? Episode number 25. Man, we're going strong, eh? It's, uh, that's crazy. That's months. I, I know. We're going strong. I know some people have been asking when we're going to be back, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, we're back. You know, we, we haven't updated uh, for about a couple of weeks. A lot of things have happened in the last couple of weeks since we stayed away from talking about football. But we've still been watching football. We kept our, our eyes on what's going on and... Um, you know, yep. seeing how things are going, right? So mm-hmm. we've just been busy, and the league has been busy. There's been so many games. In fact, I had one of my colleagues ask, why are there so many games this season? Um, you know, she's not an avid watcher of the game. Um, yeah. Her mom watches the game, and she's like, my mom spends, yeah, she's like, my mom spends a lot of time on the zone, watching the zone. Yeah. Um, so she's been like, why are there so many games? I'm like, well, the season is compressed, right? So they have to, they started late and they have to finish before the Euros um, happens this year. Now, as many of you guys know, Euro 2020 was supposed to happen last year, but instead it's going to be happening in 2021. Yeah. Um, but COVID and the pandemic is still happening. So um, it's, it's a very weird season, that's for sure, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. But in these two weeks, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Manchester United is top of the league mm-hmm. um, after beating Burnley uh, 1-0 and also maintaining their top spot in the league after tying against Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool look kind of a disarray. They don't look like the team that we all know them to be. Um, but yes, you can talk about the injuries. You can talk about um, an out-of-form Mo Salah, uh, Sadio Mane and uh, Robert, uh, Roberto Firmino. Yeah. Um, also, they're using a makeshift back four with two center mids playing as their two center backs. Um, and now they've seen the return of Thiago Alcantara, uh, but it still hasn't seen them propelled into what we have thought that they're going to be. Um, also, another news too as well, you're also looking at Chelsea, who somehow has found themselves in eighth, ninth, tenth. You know, Chelsea yeah. spends all this money, and all of a sudden this season, they're not looking so hot. So today, that's what we're going to be covering today. Uh, we may throw in a little bit of some Italian league in there. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of some uh, um, uh, uh, German league. Oh, man, we, got, we definitely got to talk about that game with Borussia Dortmund against Leipzig. Yeah, we got to talk about that game. I watched that game. That was an interesting game. So yeah, but um, and I can't remember the score now. I think it was Dortmund beat them like 3 nothing. Um, yeah, so... Uh, th- that's the one key. Those are the key things we're going to cover today. But first of all, we're going to start with Manchester United. They're top of the league, so we got to give some props to my team, bro. <laughs> we are top of the league. To Ole. <laughs> you got to give some props to Ole. Man, I'm glad you called that out. You know, over on this podcast, you've always heard me criticize him um, yep. and, um, you know, go after him and. You know, I I will never shy away from that. If I have to criticize somebody, I'll speak my mind about what I'm seeing on the on the pitch and what I'm seeing from a coaching staff. But man, he is on. He is doing something interesting. Um, I would say this team is progressing. We're actually looking better than we've actually ever been. Yeah. And you know, I saw an interesting stat the other day. Like, if United had the same amount of points, we would be like fourth or something. 
uh, last season or the season before when City won would have been like around fifth. So the quality of the league this season has dropped, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But United still, in the end of the day, we are still performing according to what is happening around us. And for me, that's kind of my biggest, my biggest thing is, you know, this season we are not, we, as I said, you know, you have Liverpool who's lost Van Dijk um, and who are going through an injury crisis on the, on the back line. Um, And then you also have city who at in the first early, there were the first early aspects of the, of the league, they were stumbling. This is this is the best opportunity for any uh, any any team outside Manchester City and Liverpool to really take the reins on and win games and really push on to try to win the title. Now we're looking at Leicester City, who did the, kind of the exact same thing. Remember that year when they won it? Yeah. Nobody were good. You know, mm-hmm. Leicester were the only team that looked decent, half decent compared to everybody else. So finally, if any person, if any team can really stay above City and Liverpool. This year, it doesn't matter. You're not going to get 90 points. You're not going to get 100 points. But if you can finish with a good, decent amount of 80 points, you have a good shot. Yeah, you have a good shot within the league. So, um, we're seeing uh, we're seeing uh, uh, Manchester United and only figure out that aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, we're winning, we're winning games when we should we would have lost or we would have tied, yeah. um, and, we're, and we're hanging on to games when we should have, you know, lost them. So. We're in a very, very good place this season compared to any of the seasons, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, you you mentioned Ole. What is what do you think Ole has been doing well? Let me let me take it from an outside man's perspective, away from a Manchester United fans' perspective. And what do you think Ole has done this year that you know, or this season, uh, uh, to benefit to get all this credit? What do you think he's done? He's, um, I would say, he's adapted. Um, that's a huge one. Because uh, he's he's had to adapt with what's going on, pretty much, right? You guys are now top of the table. That means like he's doing some right somewhere, right? Um, mm-hmm. The tactical sense has kind of like changed in a way. I, I don't see him much on his iPad no more. He's always on the touchline. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I think that's a that's a huge a huge thing. Managing needs to be out there on that touchline giving instructions and making sure things are being done to his, um, to his, what do you call it? His, his instructions to his order, right? Whatever he orders, mm-hmm. basically. And um, yeah, it seems like the players are just, they have more of like a grit in them. You know what I mean? Like, like they, mm-hmm. they, they just like, they're more, they're more solid, you know, like um, that game against Burnley, it was like, Man, you you thought Burnley would do something, but at the end of the day, you guys kept them at bay, and then got yeah. that, and got that goal right. Um, and that's like that's what you need to be doing. Like some some games, you're not gonna be able to play. You know what I mean? You won't be able. Like the Wolves game, like I said, you can't play against Wolves, man. You can't play against yeah. Wolves. And say same is like it's just like almost the same thing with Burnley. You can't play against Burnley. This, you don't have good games against these guys. All you have to do is grind it out and make sure you get the win, right? Yeah. As long as you get the three points, that's cool and all, right? Um, the yeah. Liverpool game, you guys, you guys could have won that game, you know. You guys could have actually won it, and that just that speaks volumes, you know what I mean? Like Liverpool is the best team in the league, maybe the best team in the world, you know. Actually, maybe mm-hmm. uh, close to Bayern, but still like in the top three for sure. Liverpool's there. Um, but 
the way that Ole has galvanized this team and brought them up and like from the depths of hell, people were like, bro, these guys are gonna get relegated. Like you guys are <laughs> you guys are crazy, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a lot of United haters, but bro, be realistic. You know what I mean? There's no way there's no way United Arsenal are ever gonna get relegated, you know? So mm-hmm. no matter how bad it gets, there's always worse teams that are out there and teams that don't have money. So, um, but yeah, he's galvanized the team. He's brought them like they they're believing. They're believing. Even Pogba is playing good. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's just a an array of things. And I think like him being under pressure kind of created a diamond. You know what I mean? So let's see let's see how it goes. You know, right now you guys are top of the table, but City is creeping in. Um, I think they have one game in hand. So I think I think at the end is I still I still think it's gonna be a six way race at the end, but I'm not sure. No, I I think um, we can talk. We're gonna talk about the title race and what that means later on. But um, right now, I don't know what to think, man. This season has just been a blur. Yeah. Uh, it from it felt like as a United. Let me. I'm gonna take it to a United perspective from a United fans perspective. Yeah. It's from moments where it felt like we were at the depths of hell. Like after the Leipzig game, I think we most United fans entered to, into some weird form of depression. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, we were so excited making the Champions League. Yeah, and I remember the guy that I, um, that uh, I watch sometimes on YouTube, and he talks about um, United. And one of one of the things he said was, you know, United getting into the Champions League actually. What is the point? Yeah, I mean, I love, it. I love it that we got into the Champions League. But he said, "What was the point?" He said, and this was before, this was before the Champions League started. And he said, "The reason why I'm saying this is because United will get into the Champions League and will get killed in the Champions League." Yeah, um, old we drew PSG and Leipzig, and it looked like we were gonna go through, uh, but then all of a sudden it fell apart. And he was like, "What did I say?" Like he's like, "The heartbreak will be will be much more painful." And for United fans, like it looks like we are gonna be going to the Champions League to get slaughtered. Yeah. We didn't get slaughtered. That's the good thing. Mm-hmm. But the bad thing was the heartbreak was just too painful for us to take, right? Like, yeah. you know, see what happened in lives again. I think at that point, after that Leipzig game, I was like, that's it for Ole. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I do not foresee any way he can turn this around. Yeah. But my goodness, he has absolutely, as you mentioned, like the pressure, you know, talking about Pogba, but let's talk about the pressure on the United team mm-hmm. and on their own. It seems like anytime he's under like so much like pressure that's gonna crush his skull, yeah. this guy finds a way to come through. Like I would say, Ole has nine lives. You know, I made a funny prediction that time. I said if Trump loses the election, Ole is gonna get fired. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna get fired now because because of what he's done uh, for the team um, and how he's led this team into a position of strength where it looked like we were nothing. Like this Manchester United team, no joke, were nothing, and now. He has allowed players like Bruno, Marcus Rashford, you know, Martial, and even Pogba himself that look like he is out the door. Mm-hmm. But I think the way man managed Pogba, he's been like, look, you're going to get your move. Yeah. You're going to leave. But give me the next the next uh, six months. Give it to me. Give me everything. So that at least you can get get your move. And at least we can, your, the fans can still clap for you as you leave to whichever club you want to go to. Yeah. So... 
the turnaround from him and the team is just is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. But on the, on the other side, um, looking specifically at this game against Liverpool, um, the game was United, as you said, could have won it. There were some good chances that we had, but I think there were some also some dumb decisions some of our players were making, you know? Yeah. And as I watched the game, like, honestly, Liverpool did not have any opportunities to really, that scared me. You know, David De Gea didn't have, have to make any crazy saves. Mm-hmm. But what struck me was each time you watch the way Liverpool players move, you watch the way Liverpool players play, yeah. intelligence, good movement, mm-hmm. good creation, great creation of opportunities. The difference was just United were resolute and we just sat back. We were like, well, try to break through a wall of Lindelof, Maguire, Shaw and Bissaka with McTominay um, and uh, Fred sitting in front of him. Good luck, mm-hmm. you know? So the difference was United were absolutely, absolutely resolute, you know? Um, Shaw had a blinder of a game. This was one of his best games I've seen him. I've always liked Shaw. I think that you know, he gets a lot of unfair criticism. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he played phenomenal. He pocketed Salah in this game. But when you look at the levels when it comes to how Liverpool play, yeah, they, they could have lost the game. Yeah. But the way we play when we go on the offense, and I think this is the good thing with Ole is he's finally gotten the team to understand how to, like, get to a place and defend and stay resolute, stay compact, don't lose your concentration. But going forward, it still looks it looks dry. You know, I mean, it's against Liverpool. They're not going to get any opportunities. But if you're playing Marcus Rashford um, against uh, Jared Henderson and Fabinho, uh, Rashford, Rashford is not a striker. We all know this. But if you're playing him as a striker and, you know, you, you saw that chance where Rashford should have been able to slip uh, Cavani in, and he didn't do that. Yeah. So, you know, these are the moments that define – you know, opportunities. Because if we had won this game, I don't think we would have knocked Liverpool out of the title race. I think what would have happened is we would have made a severe blow to their psyche, you know? And in football, the psychological aspect, players need confidence. If they don't have confidence, they cannot cannot do what they do on the pitch. That's the difference between, between, you know, a professional elite player versus, you know, a regular, you know, uh, uh, a good... Uh, a player, a good amateur player, yeah. right? The professional players have loads and loads of confidence. They do things on the pitch that works out nine times out of 10 versus some other regular guy that is going to try it and it works out six out of 10, right? So, yeah. um, but looking at what Ole did and having Rashford as a striking option, I was like, man, this is one of the biggest games against Liverpool. Maybe this is the kind of game that Cavani should get the opportunity you know, um, and Rashford can take advantage of the wings that uh, uh, Robertson and, you know, Martial taking taking care of the wings that um, Alexander-Arnold, the fullbacks of Liverpool, are letting, are giving up. They're giving up so much space behind them. And if there's, if there's any opportunity, Fabinho is not a centre-back. He's a good centre-defensive mid, but he's not a centre-back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have... Jordan Henderson, who's a fantastic, you know, center mid, but he's not a great center back. Yeah. This is the kind of games where you felt like, holy, this is the time to play Cavani as the striker and then have runners around to the side. But I get what he was doing. Like at the end of the day, that comes with risk, right? Remember we talk about risk reward football. Yeah. And if you, if you to play with those expansive players like Rashford and uh, Martial on the pitch with Cavani, that means you sacrifice three players versus having 
you know, one extra player to help do some sort of defensive work, like how you use Pogba. But mm-hmm. I would rather would have loved to see Pogba more in the middle um, and uh, Cavani as a striker rather than having them, you know, the way he did use them. But it worked out. At the end of the day, in the first 30 minutes, we were our players were nowhere to be found. Liverpool were all over us. Um, but finally, we were able to get some sort of momentum back. We were able to, get, you know, use our resolute defense to spur us on. Um, and we almost took the game to them. So, you know, kudos to Ole. I just think that maybe there could have been something different, but either way, I couldn't ha- I couldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I had Anfield. We'll take that point, man. We'll, we'll take it. And, you know, I've always said, Liverpool is not the game. Everybody sometimes thinks, and I'm, you know, part of me is also glad we didn't do a coverage for this game because we probably would have brought everybody on and then next minute it would be 0-0. You know, remember yeah. when we did that with Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that with Chelsea. We had like special episodes of our special episodes game time ended up being 0-0. The games never live up to the hype. So yeah. for me, for me with United, like with these, with these type of games, I, I the way I look at it is uh, the results, sometimes we think the result, you know, both guys are going to try to box each other out, but both sides know how big this derby is and taking a point away at Anfield is not a bad thing. I think Ole realized that even Klopp kind of was like, yeah, I think we're going to take our point and just call it a day because United is looking dangerous here. So, um, and I think managers respect that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's, it was, it was a good point. Unfortunately, now we're going to quickly just jump over to City. City right now is smelling blood. Yeah, absolutely smelling blood. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, what do you think about them? City? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think City has a very good chance of winning the league. Because they are, yeah. what are they? are they? They're second right now, right? Or they're third? Um, yeah, I so. I believe they're second or third. Because Leicester, Leicester or City is either second or third. And... Uh, yeah. And Liverpool's fourth. Yeah. Yeah. City has a huge chance because they still have a game in hand. And right now they're just playing with no fear. <laughs> it's just straight. No. They just, they just, they just, I just love the way they play sometimes. Like just their, their, their courageous football, like to try the, on the riskiest part of football, you know, and they just get away with it. Well, I don't think they get away with it. I think they're, I think. What City does well is nine out of ten, they will play the most, the hundred, the the hundred percent play, like the the, mo- the the correct play that you're supposed to make. They will do it nine out of ten. That's what they do so well that when they do the risky stuff, it's it is because it was necessary. It's because I have no choice but to play this risky ball. Like, did you see the cross from the Kevin De Bruyne? Yeah. Oh man, what a ball! Yeah. You know, I, our United fans, and I'm, I'm, I love this. I'm gonna probably take some heat from United fans. I love Bruno, man. You know me. I, I say one of the reasons why we're not in a relegation battle is because of Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. You know, people can talk about, you know, him not scoring against the top six. Top six, I don't care. Yeah. You don't, you don't, beat, you don't beat um, uh, Liverpool to win the league. You beat Burnley to win the league. That's mm-hmm. the way I look at it. Yeah. Um. Maybe maybe last year you need to beat all the top six teams, but this year it's not it's not like that. You need to beat every shitty team you can, yeah. and then the top be smart when you're playing against them. But um, you know, and I think that's something I wanted to mention. Yeah, Burnley was the most important game, not Liverpool. And the next game against Fulham is more important than Liverpool, in my opinion, because those are the games that you can win, and those are the games that allow you not to be pressured on top of the table. Yeah, 
you know, again, again now when we go into City, um, as I said, anyway, going back to Bruno, I love Bruno. Bruno's my boy. This like the stuff he's done with United, and he's not. It's not even a full year. He hasn't even been here in United for a full year, mm-hmm. and he's won four Player of the Month. Yeah. Four. Yeah. But bro. When it comes to KDB, and I know a lot of United fans will fight me for saying this, and people will say, oh, you're not a United fan. When it comes to KDB, there is levels to this game. KDB is the best midfielder in the world, hands down. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. He is the best midfielder in the world. He's so intelligent. Every play he makes is the best play that he can make at a point in time, even though he's blocked, even though he's... He is just on another level to the game. And when I saw him put that cross, I'm like, wow. You know? Yeah. When you look at when you look at Bruno, when Bruno does it, Bruno does it like almost every time. He plays hero ball every time. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, eight to nine times out of ten, he's playing the safest, simplest, correct play. And w- one out of ten, he plays the hero ball and it works yeah. because is that good at it. He knows when to do that. Mm-hmm. So my only big criticism, if anything, for Bruno is learn, not, not, I don't want you to be like KDB, but learn to be smarter with the way you are with the ball because he's a fantastic player. But what will make him a world, world-class player at that level yeah. is by him doing those things 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. And then the hero ball, he only needs to do it 1 out of 10. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... But Kevin, man, that cross he put up, man, that was nasty. So another thing, too, a lot of people are not talking about is City's defense. Yeah, yeah. Ruben, Ruben Diaz and uh, and John Stones, actually. They're actually doing yeah. some things right now. Um, John yeah. Stones is scoring goals. Yeah. Thought? He, he's the second highest goal scorer right now in uh, uh, for, for a defender, right next to Zuma. <laughs> John Stones? Yeah. He has three goals. Zuma has, I think, four or five. And uh, yeah. yeah, man, they're just yeah. And 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 John Stones was the uh, was lost for a while too. He was his form was so off, but now it's, yeah, bro. it's like that form has come back. And they're banking in clean sheets after clean sheets after clean sheets. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at the goals against. Yeah. Um among the top six, City have thirteen goals against. They have they have, the they have, they have le- uh, less than anybody, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm looking just at the top six. But then the next person that comes close to them is Aston Villa. Yeah. And they're eleven. And they ha- they still haven't played about three games. Wow. Uh, and then the other group that comes in after them is Tottenham at seventeen goals against. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh yeah, bro. So it's not even it's not even like how is it that Pep, one of the most attacking coaches, has figured out how to lock how to lock down his defense yeah. before any of the so called defensive prodigies have figured out how to lock down their defense. Yeah. You know? So it, it's crazy, right? Like he, he's Ruben Diaz has been you know, I think if Jota was still playing this season. For me, Jota was the signing of the season. Yeah. Up until halfway through, he got injured, and then Ruben Diaz seemed to come out come out from nowhere. Yeah. It is um, it is crazy. Do you know how much City paid for Ruben Diaz? Uh, is it twenty or thirty million? No, sixty. They paid about sixty mil. Oh, wow. Do you know how much? Do you know how much Manchester United played for Harry Maguire? Mary Maguire? 
uh, 80 million. Exactly. So 80 mil, 20 million more, and Ruben Diaz is already looking like the next thing. I mean, Harry Maguire is phenomenal, but I'm surprised that United never went for a guy like Ruben Diaz that could have cost him a lot cheaper. Yeah. And then instead went for a guy like uh, Harry Maguire. So anyway, it's what it is. I, I mean, right now, anyway, we're still top, but re- remember what we said. We were like, City is a team that all this stuff, nobody's looking at City. Yeah. City were slowly winning games. I was like, guys, like, City's winning games, guys. Like, these guys are not losing. Um, and now they're second with a game at hand. And whenever they play that game at hand, who knows? Most mm-hmm. likely they're going to win, right? Yeah. United, if we want to take ourselves seriously this season, we need to win games. Like, we're playing Fulham next. Yeah. We need to win that game. Bro, you can, um, you can have a good game against Fulham too, bro. They've become like wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, play, they're playing dog uh, doggedly now. I think the only way you guys were able to beat them was because of the red card. Yeah. Not, no? not just that. Just uh, as well, um, Lampard. I think I think Lampard actually had a huge part of that. I know he did. Obviously, he made some changes. He switched the formation, yeah. but still, you guys were not beating them when they, when it was eleven. And I think you guys scored your goal to like I think seventieth minute. Yeah, you know. But we we, we, so, we missed a lot of chances too, though. You just can't yeah. wait in that now. It's weird. So who 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 was missing your chances? I didn't watch catch all the games, but. I mean, call, catch all the minutes of the game. Yeah. But jumping over to Chelsea, what happened? Oh, man. Which one are we talking about? Are we talking about uh, the Fulham game or are we talking about the, which other game was there before? We'll start with Fulham. Fulham, okay. Yeah, um, the Fulham game was just nasty, bro. But uh, we could have yeah. actually we could have actually went up. Zia could have scored. But um, we just... Uh, just couldn't break them down. They 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 were playing the low block, but then their low block is is like timed, you know. They'll play like yeah. maybe fifteen minutes in the low block and then start attacking, and then that's when yeah. it's like, oh, sh- can we can we withstand them, right? Yeah, I think they should have scored. We should have scored two. Mount hit the post, um, in the first in the first half, and then there was there was just so much going. Then they got that red card, right? And I guess like things open up a little bit, but I hate playing teams with red cards, man, because it just it gets even worse. <laughs> like if they're mm-hmm. playing a dogged style defense and football, now they have a red card. That's even more liability to stay and play more of a dog. Like they're just gonna park that bus. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, exactly. And Chelsea always had this issue where it's like. How do we break down teams that just play the low block? That's why you need Ziyech, right? But even Ziyech, Ziyech mm-hmm. was putting crosses through. Nobody was getting to them. Um, then in the end, I guess uh, Lampard decided he was going to switch the formation from a 4-3-3 to a 4-4-2. He went to a 4-4-2 with... Uh, with he brought in uh, Tammy and, mm-hmm. and Giroud together at one point, and then after he took Giroud off and brought in Werner and uh, and then took off Ziyech as well and brought in Hudson Adoy. Bringing in Hudson Adoy was the best thing we could have done because he just he just ran. He just ran ran this, this team rugged. And because he was opening up so much spaces and taking people one-on-one and just, like, canceling them out, 
then you see Pulisic came into the game as well, right? And you he was like he wasn't like shining, shining at at first, but then he created like three chances. Two goals should have been buried mm-hmm. from Werner, but he did not. <laughs> so um Werner is in danger right now, man. Like he is he is getting slaughtered. Like, I, you know, anytime, I don't know if you, I mean, obviously don't go to Twitter that much, but anytime I go to Twitter, my God, there's this, there's this guy yeah. that used to troll United accounts every single time. Mm-hmm. So every single time, like one, one United guy will post something, mm-hmm. you know, you know, trolls, right? They sleep on the internet. But what this guy would do is he would go on there and he'd be like, oh, Brooks is Claire purchase Brooks like you making fun of us because I, I don't know if you heard of Brooks now he's a Bournemouth player that United were linked to for the longest time oh so, yeah yeah I think I think I remember him yeah yeah so he would start like saying like awkward stuff like on on the thing since Werner has been having his drought I have not seen him on any single United stuff for the longest time either he changed his name or he, he stopped trolling or whatever <laughs> It just shows you how bad because on his on his um on his um profile picture was a Timo Werner picture, and I think people have just like slammed him so bad that you don't even see him post. Like that's how you know how bad a player is when trolls that usually use his picture to troll no longer yeah. are trolling with him. You know, mm-hmm. um, he was so out of form that it sounded like. Is it form or are you are you not a good player? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Werner is not a good player. I think Werner is a great player. Like you just have people, a little confidence droughts right now. Yeah, people don't understand the pressure it means to have that big money move and come over to a team mm-hmm. um uh that is already kind of clicking um and uh trying you know and and uh uh uh, coming to a new league where everybody's like kicking the hell out of your shins and kicking the hell out of your legs. Yeah. Um, and then come to a club where the, the the owner expects the manager to produce results and the manager is expecting you to produce results. I think, I think now when I look up, look back at what is happening to Chelsea's Werner and Kai Havertz, yeah. I'm looking at what's happening to Donny van der Beek. And for me, the the reason I'm sorry if I'm comparing this with United, but the reason why I'm thinking of it this way is because Ole, what has Ole done? Ole has removed Donny Van der Beek from the spotlight. Yeah. A lot of people have have him, even I have criticized. I'm like, bro, why didn't you play Donny? Like, you know, you have this 40 million very astute midfielder that's very good with the ball, yes. takes care of it. Why aren't you playing him? Mm-hmm. But now that I look at it. If Donny van der Beek has one bad game, if he has two bad games, if he has five bad games, he'll get roasted. Huh? He'll get roasted. He'll get destroyed. Yeah. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, the Lampard make a mistake when he had his go-to players. And then what did he do? He ended up bringing these these new players in. And then instead of him letting them to, you know, you, you bet these players, you slowly bring them into the system. Yeah. You slowly catch them up and I and I get what he was doing. He was mm-hmm. playing them to get them into into shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Werner looked good for the five games. He looked decent. Yeah. But then but then now he's not scoring. And he's not scoring. And he's not playing well. Yeah. And then next the fans started to get on his back. And when there's no fans in the in the in the stadium, where do players go to get the fans info? On the internet. Exactly. Social media. Mm-hmm. So all, all Warner needs to do is open his IG or open his Twitter account, 
maybe post one thing, oh, we didn't get it this game, we're going to get a next game. And then somebody just goes on there, fraud, you know? Yeah. The German German Shane Long, yeah. you know, like, call him all this stuff, and he sees that, he shut out, he, he, he gives his account back to his uh, PR guy to take care of it, mm-hmm. but in his head, he's like, fuck. And then next time he goes on there, hasn't scored a goal to 10 games. And then the next time he goes on there, five-minute cl- clip of Timo Werner missing chances. Yeah. Like, this shit will get into your skull, and in the next minute, you start playing, like, hor- horribly. So I look back, and I'm like, maybe should Lampard have just said, "Can I? could I have just kept Tammy as my striker, Giroud mm-hmm. supporting, mm-hmm. and then rotate Werner where I see him fit, left, forward, striker, here and there, rather than putting him so early into the yeah. season, he misses a couple of key chances, mm-hmm. and then now he's in danger. He goes against Fulham, he's missing chances against Fulham. He goes against anybody, he's missing chances against anybody, right? So when when he was missing chances and the team was winning four nothing, wasn't a yeah. problem. Now he's missing chances and the team is tying zero. Yeah. So is Lampard at fault here? So. I, I said this um I think I said this earlier in the in the beginning of the season and I think it was like the seventh, sixth, seventh episode or something like that, somewhere around there. But I said Lampard needs to keep that same energy that he had when he did that to Pulisic, right? So yeah. last year, as we all know, in the last season, Pulisic came in on his big move to Chelsea. Um he was the record transfer fee at that point. And uh, basically he came in and he had five games where he did not produce, right? In that five games, he did not produce. Lampard took him out. He took him out the firing line, right? Because mm-hmm. um, people were already questioning. People were like, is Pulisic good for this team? Uh, we already see him going on loan, all of that, right? And Lampard took him out for almost... I think almost a month and a half, maybe two, right? And it was, you could see that Pulisic's confidence was shot. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. even in the game against Grimsby, even though we won, like, I think it was like 9-0 or like 7-1 seven, seven or something, everybody in the, yeah. in the attacking three scored goals and they scored it with multiple goals. Hudson Adoy, that was his first game coming back from injury and he scored that game, right? And then... Um, and then mm. Pulisic, Pulisic did not even score, did not even assist in the FA Cup game, right? So um, yeah. I think he came in, I think it was as a sub or something, right? But then all of a mm. sudden, Pulisic was like, man, he probably thinking to himself, like, what is going on? I got to work, right? Started doing his thing. I guess, like, um, they hired some some coach or something for him or something like a kind of like a private coach to get him into like the right mindset into the right space and all that and uh Mm -hmm. fully then uh uh i think it was he came in on the ajax game the ajax game and he assisted batshuayi's game winner right after that you could see you could see fully just started coming back right then um then after that it was what the next game against uh who was it the game he got the hat trick, right? He came, he opened mm-hmm. his account with a hat trick, right? So, and then after that, he kept scoring, kept scoring, kept scoring, and then at the then then he had he had the injury and he went away, came back again, scored, 
then COVID happened. And after COVID, he was like our most lethal player, right? Um, yeah. Now, I think Lampard should have done the same thing with Werner, but he should have done it earlier. Now he's doing it, right? Now he's doing it. Now he's he's basically like benching him and all that. But I feel like he kind of let it go too far, you know? Um, yeah. But now... Would you would you say the problem is Lampard has um, favorites because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know I would not say that because because uh, hold on. a lot of a lot of things a lot of things point towards that for me because it's like he's thinking I just bought yeah. this player I didn't I didn't buy Pulisic right I didn't buy uh, you know Pedro Willian yeah. and all those guys right but I I'm, I'm I yeah. bought Warner. I bought Kai Havertz. I bought Ziyech. So I'm going to play those guys, right? So is it because he feels like, okay, because I have bought these guys, I need to play them. So to me, the way it looks like is Lampard has favorites. You know, the same thing with Mount um, and uh, Derby. You know, he never drops Mount. Yeah, I think Mount is a phenomenal player. I don't think he should be dropped. But maybe sometimes he may need some dropping so he can get some other guys blooded in. But But does he that's have the favorites? thing um i wouldn't say he has favorites because he even came out he came out on a press conference and said this as well he does not of course of course he's gonna of course yeah. he's gonna come out on pe- press conference and say you know i don't have favorites but you do have favorites. i mean at the end of the day like as a coach you probably have favorites right you have the, you have <laughs> yeah. the guys you have the guys who you rely on who you think oh yeah this is the dude who's gonna get me the game win and go and all of that right um exactly. but I think Lampard did the same thing with Pulisic, right? He played him early, right? He played him early. He did the same thing with Kai Havertz, and he did the same thing with Timo Werner. Mount is pretty much undroppable because mm-hmm. of, like, how he ties into the system. But still, he still, he still benches Mount some games. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really mm-hmm. say that. He's trying to build something. But the thing is, like, he's got to understand, uh, he's got to know when to pull the guys out. You know what I mean? Um, take them out the firing line. Basically, what he did with Pulisic, he took him out to the point where people forgot about Pulisic's price tag. That's what that's what that's yeah. what he's doing with Havertz now, right? And that's what he's also uh, doing with Timo Werner, kinda. But he still he he knows Timo is the striker that he wants to use eventually, right? And he wants him to get ready as quick as possible, right? Um, but the thing is, he should have done it earlier. When a guy can't trap a ball, his confidence is shot. You know what I mean? If he can't trap yeah. a ball or if he can't even – he has the ball in his leg and, and he can't, like, run with it, there's issues there. You know what I mean? Take the guy mm-hmm. out. He should, have, he should have taken him out because I think him leaving him in there caused more damage to Werner, right? Um, yeah. So now, what Lampard can do, I still think Timo will come back in the next maybe two or three games, right? I never judge a player off their first stint. I always go off the second because you need some type of challenge to show what type of character that you have as a player, right? Um, mm-hmm. Pulisic came out of his. I have I have faith that Timo will, and I got faith that Havertz will as well. Um, in the uh, in the FA Cup game against uh, more cam more cambios or whatever those guys, um, Timo scored, 
Havertz assisted and scored, right? So I expect Havertz to play this game against Leicester tomorrow, right? Um, having uh, having Timo right now as the starter is should not be what Lampard is focused on. He should take him in the bench right now. He needs points. He needs points. Like the league is slowly running away, even though it's like yep. it maybe like yeah, you win two games and you can catch up or three games, but you want to stay at bay yeah. with all these guys. Like and it, it, and even at that, the top four, the top six is looking like they could be all top fours. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's his objective. You can't if you with all the quality that you have in that squad don't make top four. Daddy Abramovich is saying good night. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> he's, he's saying he's saying good night. I don't think like top four is is top four is the is where you want, right? It's where it's like there's no you can't fail. You can't fail in the top four. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You have to achieve mm-hmm. it, or else Daddy Abramovich is saying good night to you, right? And um, no, the no. the thing. Is now keep Werner on the bench. You see, Havertz is slowly building himself up. May I want to see mm-hmm. him play tomorrow because um, because basically uh, Kovacic played the game before. But I mean, like Kovacic Kova is still good, man. Like it, the, we have depth. I don't get like why we yeah. have like it's a selection issue, but I don't get like why. Sometimes all, when all these players are dropped and I see it and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's it's actually, it's saddening sometimes, you know what I mean? Because you wish all these guys will play yeah. together, you know what I mean? And uh, But it's yeah, like, yeah. you can't. Yeah. You either have three midfielders in your, in your, in your, game, in, in, in your game plan, right? And the, the rest have to eat the bench mm-hmm. until they're needed, right? So, um, yeah. But these guys, the, the 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 quality they showed is the grit, right? It's like we're fighting. I knew we were gonna win this game, but I didn't know. I didn't think it was gonna be easy. I thought it was gonna be the hardest game yet, and so well it did prove that, right? Um, the yeah. the thing what we need to do now is Pulisic is there. I love the fact. I love. I love the fact that he let Pulisic play a full ninety minutes. On uh, in that game against Fulham, I loved that. Like, yeah. and then you just see him yeah. come alive. He, he just came alive in like the last, the last uh, 20, 20, 30 minutes. You know what I mean? He's just so yeah. dangerous. But it's like, Werner, please bury yeah. your chances, bro. Like, how how do you get a breakaway and miss like that? Like, come on. And and the way your side foot in the shot too is like. Yeah, it's just it's just not a good time for Werner, but he needs to he needs to come out of it yeah. and fast. If not, like they're gonna keep eating him, bro. Like you know, and I hate I hate to see that. You know, mm. Germany is my team. I don't want to see no yeah. Germans fucking out there just like getting 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 trolled and shit. Like no, that's yeah. well, well, Germany got destroyed six one by, by you know, Spain. So as, as um. well as well, um, that. That loss, I think, also psychologically affected a lot of the German players. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I think, you know, that's why I'm kind of saying the loss. And um, to take that kind of an L um, at that high level and when your German team is known for, like, you know, shifting, uh, shafting teams and 
doing that to teams and then getting that done to you, it takes its toll. But either way, um, it's what it is. Chelsea are seventh right now. I looked at the table. Um, and uh, the odds, I mean, in this season, a lot can happen. You guys are only about eight points away from yeah. top spot. No matter how much you look at things, you can look at this stuff in a you know rugged level. I don't think you guys are obviously going to win the league, but I think that if you guys are looking for top four, you have to aim you know at where the top is right now. Um, I've always said if any team wants to win the league, they need to look at what Liverpool is doing. And I think teams are finally figuring out, hey, we got something here against Liverpool that we can take advantage of. Um, and now, I think now the team to look at is not really Manchester United, but mm-hmm. I think it's City. So, uh, but we'll, we'll end up we'll end our Premier League segment here just for oh, the no, sake no. of so, time. Another thing, um, another thing I've noticed about uh, Lampard is he's out there with the boys as they're getting as they're getting ready for their warm up. Eh, remember who who used to do that? Okay. Um, Jurgen Klopp. Remember that season where they. Where they, they pretty yeah, much yeah. botched it, right? And the, and they and they didn't get yeah. it done. It, that was that season, and now Lampard is yeah, doing. Yeah. He he comes out doing their doing their warm ups. Usually, you don't see the managers out there till later, right? But yeah, but still, bro. Like at the end of the day, he has to cut. He has to. He has an ex- uh, an expensive cast of yeah. players and an expensive assembly of athletes on his on his on his uh, yeah. arsenal. I would not. I don't put anything into that. I, 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 like a bunch as a bunch of other Chelsea fans are looking at, and me from the outside looking in. I think he needs to be winning games. He needs to, he needs to start getting those results because no matter how good you may be, and no matter how much you may be creating chances here and there and opportunities here and there, look, man, all everybody's gonna look at is how many games are you winning, you know, how many games are you losing, where are you at the league. Um, if you're not doing so good, then that's you live and die by that sword, right? It's a results business, and if you don't get the results, then I don't care how how good you train the players. I don't care how fantastic you're you're there on the sideline doing stuff. No, you have to get the results. It's like the same thing with Ole. You know, <laughs> Ole right now is not playing. I'm going to say one thing: Ole is not playing the greatest football that I envision yeah. United to be playing with those type of players yeah. that he has. But he's getting the, he's getting the results, so he's keeping people off his back. You can do whatever you gotta do. Make yeah, sure you get buys, the results. It buys you time, right? All right, it buys you more. Exactly. All right, brother. Okay, we'll jump over to the other segment, man. Uh, we're gonna cover some, um, uh, what they call it? Uh, uh, oh, geez. We'll start off with uh, some Bundesliga. Uh, you, you watch the? Uh, um, I also watched Leipzig and Borussia yeah. Dortmund game. Uh, but that was a, that was an old game though. That was a game, uh, you know, the Dortmund won three nothing. But how is Dortmund looking so far now? In this uh, they're season? looking they're looking better. Oh, three, yeah, three one. Yeah, they're looking better. Yeah. I just want them to start playing like the the Leipzig game in the second half. I just want them to start playing like that, like all the time, like consistently with that. They were just so tenacious, man. They were tenacious and aggressive, yeah. and the fact that they wanted the they wanted the ball. Um. Uh, the only sad thing about that game was Witzel got injured, and he's gonna be out for months now. Uh, several months they said, yeah. several months. So he might miss, he might miss the Euros oh, no. too. So, but I hope not, cause 
Oh no! What, what did he do? He he tore his Achilles. Oh no no! That's a usually that's yeah. a year. I mean, with sports, um, um, what do you call that thing? Sports uh, rehab yeah. and all that. He can come back yeah. a lot sooner, but usually it's and a year. You're not the same player like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, nope. um, Hudson Odoi nope, had that injury, and so did uh, so did Reese James actually. Uh, actually, no, Hudson Adoy oh. and Loftus Cheek both had their Achilles torn, right? And uh, and oh, Hudson no. Adoy came back. I think it was in like six, six, seven months. But even even still, then he still talks about the injury. But he's like, he's like, I I feel like it's getting better now. That's been like almost two years, mm-hmm. man. You know, so um, yeah, so sad, so sad to see like. He he just made a turn and he was about to run and he just bro he just fell down and like yeah he uh, was like like it almost like the thing detached you know what I mean like couldn't put no pressure on his leg yeah. or nothing they had to come and like help him out it was just it was sad yeah but hopefully he can come back as soon as possible yeah. I wish him a safe recovery um Belgium needs him that's for sure and so did Dortmund right um. But yeah, yeah, that was that was such a that was such a good game. Like Erlen Haaland, man. Oh my god, bro. Haaland was just that goal he assisted, but he um he he involved himself in this goal where he took on like three, four players. Like yeah, he yeah, dribbled them and then um Marco Royce, when that cross came in, Marco Royce's uh uh ingenuity came through and the way he just like slided the ball for Sancho and Sancho just buried it. I was just like, yes. And then Sancho assisted in Haaland's goal. Um, and Marco Royce, phenomenal. These three people, if Dortmund want to do something this season, these three have to come up and they have to just keep doing what they're doing. Um, but like the last game, though, Dortmund tied one one with Mainz. Mainz right? is so... another team where you can't play a good game. It's weird. Those guys are just yeah. Mainz hmm. is just different. They're different, and they they could have even uh they were up on the game. We actually tied it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, these guys that play the long balls and no, then but... go for the go for the headers, right? Throw the ball. Yeah, they play ugly. They 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 play the classic English yeah. football style. But this this is one thing, right? Like, the German League upsets me because the German League has a lot of potential. There's a lot of good teams in this league. I think a lot of people sleep on this league because Bayern dominates yeah. all the time. But what what really upsets me with the German League is Bayern. Um, Bayern, for the first time, had their biggest slip against um, uh, Mönchengladbach, you know? Mönchengladbach uh, beat yeah. them 3-2, you know? And instead of teams like Leipzig to take advantage of this um, opportunity yeah. or this slip, they lost, uh, you know, they then lose to Dortmund, right? Um, and as well, okay, you say, okay, well, they slipped. Then you go into the next game, the tie mm-hmm. with Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, you know, I know Wolfsburg's not no slouch either this season. I haven't really watched them a lot, but I've seen a couple of the games. And don't look at slouch, but tying against Wolfsburg, it's like, you guys are giving uh, Bayern the league again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and it frustrates me because I, I've seen, like, when when I watched Leipzig against United, like, I know we beat them 5 nothing, 
But when they beat us 3-2, I saw a team that when the moment counts, they turn up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was a little bit shocked that they didn't turn up this game. They didn't really they didn't really show it this game. And this is my my frustration with the German League is yes, we want to cover them this season. Yes, because we have access to them um quite uh, easily. We can turn on and we can watch a German mm-hmm. league if we wanted to, but um you know, and we know how good these teams are. We know the type of talent they produce. You know, they're given they given the Premier League Timo Werner, um, Kai Havertz, um, and a couple of other players, they've done that. And yes, it's not as intense as the Premier League is, but they uh, you know, they're the masters of high press. They're the masters yeah. of the high press. So when I see them, uh, when I still see Bayern on top and there's now slowly starting to build the gap with four points, it's almost like who's gonna beat them? This league is done, right? So um, any team that's is there any team that's really going to give them a challenge this year? Do you think Leipzig can really do anything uh, this season um, against? I Bayern? think Leipzig can do something. They have a very good manager. Um, got good, good, good players. Yeah. They have a nice system, and their system and and where, when they play against Bayern, Bayern can't beat them. <laughs> like it's like it's like a thing. It's like a thing that's been happening for like the past two three years now. It's all been thanks to what's mm. his name? Uh, ah, not just Nagos, man, but the guy who, huh? Sabitzer. Sabitzer no, no, Kramer. no, the guy who was before Nagos, R- Ralph Hassenhutter, right? Yeah. Oh, Hutto. Yeah, Hassenhutter, and and now uh, and now um, Yulian has basically inherited that squad, right? Um, but mm. the way that they play is just they're tenacious, man. They're just like. Hella, they just they 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 don't have fear when it comes to playing Bayern, which I really like. Dortmund has like a mental block when it comes to playing Bayern. It's like, bro, you guys are like you guys are the yeah, second I mean, best. You know? you know what I mean? You're the second best yeah. in this league. Stop being scared of the first. You know what I mean? Um, and as yeah. well, we we it seems like we always have key injuries whenever we play Bayern, and that's just whack. Um, then. There's also Bayer Leverkusen. Let's not forget them. They're third place right now. And yeah. uh, they are just running rampant. Uh, they're, falling, they're falling off hard, though. I think that um, I was looking at them the other day. Very promising team. They yeah. looked really good. And uh, the problem is, like, they've just they've, they've stumbled. And this is around that time when if you start stumbling now, expect uh, Bayern to be walking away. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Bayern may lose a game a season. They may lose two, three games, but they will not lose the rest of the game, right? Like It's like it's like playing FIFA career mode on yeah. Legendary, like Legendary Plus, you know? it's These guys don't lose yeah. games. Um, so you really, when, when you get a chance against, uh, if you want to make a statement in a season like this, where it looks like uh, there's a lot of giants that will fall, um, this is now, right? But they're not really making anything. And it just, once again, it looks like something that Bayern is mm-hmm. going to run away from. And yes, you can bank on, you can bank on Leipzig causing issues yeah. to Bayern Munich, but I can guarantee you that those issues will be resolved when Bayern face yeah. other teams and beat the yeah. other teams, right? Absolutely. So, you don't, like, like you said, you don't win the league by beating the top six. 
you don't. Well, I mean, yeah. in the Premier League, uh, you don't, you don't really do that. But the same thing in still. Germany too. You know, you have to you have to pretty much beat the 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 lower guys because they give you a lot of problems, right? So, yeah. yeah. And then hope hope it ties against right, the top man. six, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take care of the smaller teams. If you don't mm-hmm. take care of them, the big boys, the big boys will take care of them, and you will find yourself in a very high pressure situation to take care of the big boys when you meet them. You know, the the a title winning side isn't defined by how many times you play. You only play a team yeah. twice a season, right? It's not defined by how many times you play that team. United can lose to Tottenham twice in a season. United can lose to Liverpool twice in a season. United can lose to City twice in a season, um, but still beat everybody else. And if they do that, usually that's good enough. And especially in a season like this, that's good enough, you know? So when it comes down to, like, the German league, where, yes, teams can beat teams, but Bayern doesn't lose a lot of games, right? So if Bayern loses to one of these teams, you can best believe they're going to beat the rest of them and still win the league. That's how, that's the formula to win the league. It's not, you know, uh, uh, this is why cup football is very different because in cup football, at some point you're going to face yeah. a very good team, you know? So um, when, when, when we saw the Liverpool tight, uh, Champions League winning season, who did they beat to get there? They beat uh, Barcelona. They beat... Um, I can't remember the other teams they beat now, but they beat a bunch of teams to finally get there. But they beat Barcelona. That was the big one, you know, and they knocked them out early before they can be able to face Tottenham, right? You know, you look at Bayern. Who did they beat to get uh, to the to the, to the league, uh, yeah. to the Champions League final? They beat Barcelona, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, they, that's the key. You got to beat all these top teams to be able to and and those top teams have an opportunity mm-hmm. to beat you but that's where it really matters it's in the champ it's in the yeah. tournament football if it's in league football you don't mm-hmm. got to worry about that you know what i mean you got to worry about what you got to worry about you don't got to worry about the the crazy stuff right really? so yeah man anywho italian league coverage i don't know if you watch any italian games this weekend but i watched some games that was roma lazio it's a, it's a big juve um, that was and I watched that too. Inter, we'll get we'll get on to Inter Juve in a second here. But Roma Lazio was just a disgrace of a derby, man. Like I, you know, you know me. I love my I love my room. You know, I love Roma. So um, seeing the way they folded against Lazio, and it's all started from this left back. I can't remember his name, but he was just he had a horrible game, absolutely horrible game. He made a back pass, um, or he tried to clear the ball and he cleared off another uh, Lazio player's leg, and then they went in, and you had a one v one and uh, Immobile you know, took on the opportunity and scored. So after that, it just went downhill. And the derby that I was really looking forward to just was like, are you kidding me? Um, So anyway, um, Lazio ran ragged. They're looking good. They're looking quite good this season. Um, But, you know, if if we really wanted to kind of take a look, the big area that we should be able to take a look at is no other area than Milan clubs. And, uh, you know, maybe if you want to include yeah. Juventus in there. Um, Napoli is starting to look like they're sneaking in, but I don't really think it may hold that much weight. Um, but either way, Milan, Inter, and Juve. Um, the game against Juventus was a very good game. I don't know if you caught that game. Did you yeah, manage to catch that? I was kind of like tuning in a little bit as I was uh, um, playing some FIFA. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well, yeah, no, I, I pulled, um, I watched it later because it was on, I think it was around the same time when United yeah. were playing. So I tuned on later on to watch it. And my goodness, man, that was, if you want to talk about a game, the Italian league is doing it for me this year, man. Like, I love the Premier League, but the second, like, as I said, the German league kind of has been like, meh. But the Italian league has been doing it for me, bro. Like, the way that um, Milan has been playing this season, uh, my boy Theo Hernandez, uh, he didn't play today. It was uh, Diego mm-hmm. Dalot that played. Um, and then Inter Milan, um, really, like, I've always kind of enjoyed watching the Milan clubs, and I'd love to see the rivalry ignite again. Um, but watching the – starting off with Juve, the, 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 the game between both sides was just a beauty, man. Like, Conte is such a phenomenal coach. He is such a good coach. The patterns that this guy puts on the pitch, man, it is amazing. Every single time, from the ball coming from behind to the front, you can just see what yeah. he's trying to do. You can see it. Um, you know, there, there's a myth that goes around that Conte is a quite defensive coach. Yes, he's very good. Like, he's very good coaching the defensive uh, side of the game, but he's also very good at, like, creating patterns on how to progress the ball from the back to the front. Um, and just look at the patterns from from the back to the front. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Conte is a very, very good coach. I think Inter... You know he complains a lot. That's his problem. He has a lot. He's a he's a psycho. Like he does a lot of psychotic shit. But he's a good coach. Um, and uh, uh, you know he has some of his players. Like the players, the way they understand the style and the, what he does. Arturo Vidal. I've not been excited about the purchase of Arturo, Arturo Vidal. But against Juventus, you can tell he wanted something because he used yeah. to play against them. Um, and then Arturo Vidal scored that goal, goal early. And then later on in the second half, you have Nicolo Barella, a very good pass through ball from Bastoni. And it, it was just about, like, what, three plays from the goalkeeper to Bastoni, the left center back, and then, boom, a, a long through pass through to uh, Nicolo Barella that just split yeah. the defense open. And what a goal. So, overall, when I when I watch... Um, um, when, I, when I watch Inter, like, it's just... Amazing to watch. And Nicolo Barella, some, I saw somebody say he's world class. I don't know if I'll say he's world class, yeah. but he's getting there. This guy is such a beautiful mm-hmm. midfielder, man. You watch the way he plays the ball. Oh my God. I think if he keeps up this behavior, we are looking at the future Luka Modric. You know what I mean? At one point, they were saying Inter wanted Luka Modric. And I'm like, forget Luka Modric. You guys have yeah. Nicolo Barella. That's all you need. He's so phenomenal. I, if any person could take some time to watch the Italian league, watch mm-hmm. Nicolo Barella. There's there's a there's a couple of there's three players right now that excite me in the Italian league, and that's mm-hmm. Victor Osimhen from Napoli, Nicolo Barella from Inter Milan, and um, what they call him, Dion uh, Hernandez from AC Milan. Those are the three players that for me, every single time they keep bringing me back uh, to uh, what they call it. Um, uh, they keep bringing me back to uh, watching them time and time again. And it's keep, they're keeping me hooked because they're giving us such an amazing season yeah. so far this year. Um, and then another player too that a lot of people haven't really looked into is uh, uh, Ashraf Hakimi. I don't know if you know Ashraf, if you remember oh, Ashraf yeah, Hakimi. He, he played for us in Dortmund. For two, for two seasons. Exactly, bro. 
Exactly. He is another phenomenal. I can't believe people let this guy go to um, the Italian league. I am shocked. I When I found out that he was going to Italy, I was like, why is no English team going for this player? Yeah. You know what I mean? He is so good. He is so good. Like, oh, my God, man. Like, yeah, you guys got to watch the Italian league, man. If you aren't watching the Italian league this year, find a way and watch it, man. There are some great ballers there. Like, yes, the league carries some old-ass dudes. Like, Ibrahimovic is still dominating <laughs> the league. He, he scored uh, two goals today mm-hmm. against Cagliari. Um, you know, they still dominate the league. Uh, Ronaldo can still looks like he can still dominate it, but he didn't look too too hot uh, last game, and that's just because of how good Conte was in snuffing out any of Juve's attacks. Um, you know, and you still have guys like Jeco Roma who are still paying pension to Jeco Pedro and uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan. You still have those old guys that are in there. Some so somebody kind of makes the league look like a joke in a sense uh, for some people, but. When you actually have a good team and you have a good, you know, those good old players come in, it makes a difference. And right now in Italy, I think it's the league to watch. I think a lot of people are sleeping on it. I think more people need to watch the Italian league because when you watch it, you can see tactics. And it is not as intense as, you know, Premier League Sunday. You're, you know, both guys are kicking the shit out of people and actually legitimate, legitimate kicking the, the crap out of people because in the Italian league, they dive all the time, right? But, you know, it's not like that. But um, I feel like when your team has time to kind of set up, build up, uh, come up with the schemes properly, I think the Italian yeah. takes the cake. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to high press, the uh, German league takes the cake. When it comes to just pure old staccato, you know, tactics, left, right, and right type of football, uh, using your personal in different interesting ways, that's where the Premier League mm-hmm. comes in, right? So, um, but I, I just, I just, I love, I love the Italian league. I, I really do. I think people are sleeping on it. I think people do need to watch it a little bit more. And trust me, you may not you find a team to get invested in. Pick Milan. Pick pick one of the Milan clubs, Inter, uh, AC. You know, pick Napoli even. Watch Napoli. And you would just be amazed. Juve. Huh? Juve, nah, nah, I don't know. Juve, no. Juve, Juve don't look good. Yeah. Imperial doesn't look too great. So he, he looked out of ideas, man. I felt bad for him at one point. I, and when I... There's a moment... Where, Gary Neville mentioned this as a manager. There's a moment as a manager when you you kind of feel mm-hmm. out of depth. You're out of your depth, you know? And Gary mentioned this when he talked about Valencia. He talked about Diego Simeone um, and how Diego Simeone um, uh, in in Spain uh, treated him when he was in Valencia. And he's like, at that moment, there was some time when he were like, yeah, yeah. so this is what it's all about, right? You know, Perlo the camera panned to him for one second. Pearl was on the touchline, you know, doing all the things that we want him to do. And I just looked at him and it just said, I feel for mm-hmm. you, bro. You know what I mean? Um, this thing has happened to Ole. There's moments when I've seen, looked at Ole. It's actually I've also happened yeah. to Frank Lampard too. When I've looked at them, the camera will pan to them and you're just like, you don't know what's happened on the pitch, do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the other manager has done something that you're like, yeah, I don't know what the hell just happened to me. You know what I mean? So the the same thing, the same feeling, I get it, when I'm looking at um, 
uh, 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 furlough. I saw him on I saw him on the touchline, and I'm just like, there was a moment where they were like, the camera put up on his face, and he just looked mm-hmm. like he looked out of his place. And I just said, you don't know you don't know what Conte yeah. is doing to you, do you? And that was when you could see levels. There were mm-hmm. there's levels to this game, you know. Uh, there's levels to players. There's levels to you know how we talked about Bruno yeah. and K- uh, KDB. There's levels to that. You know what I mean? There's there's also levels in coaching where there's a moment when a manager, you can see another manager in the touchline, and it may be simple things like from coaching, his young and his players. It could be something simple like tugging on the referee, trying to influence the referee's decision. It could be the way he's mm-hmm. galvanizing his bench, galvanizing his yeah. assistant coaching staff. And moments you can see Perlo manning the touchline and you're just like, bruh, there's levels to this game and you are not like the, he has done something and yeah. you don't know what is happening to you. And I felt bad for him. I really did. And, but hopefully he picks it up because I don't know how long Juve will be okay. Not maybe making champions league. Yeah. So we'll see how things go. Anywho, that's mostly it, brother. I don't know if there's anything else you want to no, talk about um, today. There's games tomorrow all the way to, I think, Thursday. Chelsea Who's and Leicester. Oh, yeah. shit. Who's going to win the Leicester game? Uh, I don't have a prediction yeah. for this one. <laughs> I just hope. Okay. I hope. I hope. Well, I'll help I hope. you. Leicester's going to win this game 2-1, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. So, Chelsea, you're saying Chelsea's going to win 2-1? Uh, Who's I at think home? it's at... Uh... Let me check. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Leicester is gonna beat you guys two one. This is the, this is the game that we need the most right now. Yeah, Leicester in good yeah. form, man. Yeah, go with that goal Madison scored uh, yesterday. She's that was beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. If did that against the Liverpool, that would have been that would have been a goal. Lifted that ball up. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Papa just smash. Sometimes when you smash it directly, yeah. goalkeepers dive to the side. But also, that didn't Allison work out. So another level too. Yeah, Allison will not get fooled. The guy actually has very good hand-eye coordination, and he actually follows the ball. He doesn't follow the player. So um, he's a good. Game, he's a game good is in King Power Stadium. Oh, uh, yeah, counterattack, bro. Jamie Vardy yeah. all the way slowly. Jamie, Jamie Vardy all the way. Counter-attack. I think they're going to win 2-1, bro. See? I think you're going to win. And after that, we have Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. You guys are really in danger. I think I think if Frank Lampard is not careful, he's going to get the sack. But we'll see how things go. I mean, I thought Arteta was going to get the sack. Mm-hmm. And look at Arteta now. He's beating Newcastle 3 nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good old Arsenal, looking like their good old There's self. No games this weekend, though. Eh? Uh, isn't it yeah, the, uh, the FA. FA Cup? You guys are playing Liverpool, right? Yeah, United. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think um, 
you know, there's something we didn't talk about uh, previously, but I think Ole needs to stop caring about all these stupid cups. And he yeah. just needs to go for the league. It, like, he needs to forget about Europa League, the Carabao Cup. I think he did what he had to do against City yeah. and we lost to nothing. But I would have, if it was me, I would have played like some of the kids and yeah. played my second team. The more rest you can give your guys for this season, the better. Because all this FA Cup stuff would be a distraction, man. You know, if you want to go for the FA Cup, by all means, go for it. Um, make yourself look good and all that stuff. But, I mean, I'm kind of glad that we got Liverpool because then now he has to be forced to make a decision because it's like, okay, do I really go for this cup yeah. or do I just say, screw it? <laughs> screw this shit. I'm freaking going for the league. And I, I will say go for the league. Battle it out mm-hmm. with City and Liverpool, bro. Like, battle it out with everybody. Rest your players. Give them a fighting chance to win yeah. the Barclays Premier League. That's my own. That's my biggest thing. And if he doesn't do that, then you know, then he's in. He, he this is this is a once in a. You always get these moments once every five, once yeah. every eight years, where everybody is not doing too well. Nobody's doing too hot. Go after the league. Forget all this FA Cups, Carabao Cups. Uh, uh, Europa Cup, go for the league. And if we fail going for the league, that's okay. If we, if we fail after we've tried so hard, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bear that burden as a fan. I'm willing to like enjoy mm-hmm. the moment as a fan and watch it and get my heart broken. I'm willing to do that yeah. because it's just football, man. Like that's what we're here for, right? We, mm-hmm. we're, we're enjoying the ride, right? So if if we're not able, if we don't go for the league and then we, I mean, if we go for all these cups and we get distracted, then that will annoy me. And that would just be like, well, this is, what is this guy doing, right? So he's already mm-hmm. shown progress. Go for the freaking league. At least if we try for the league and we come second or third, fine. But at least we went for it. When in the season, City and Liverpool are not looking too hot. Mm-hmm. This is the moment to do it. Yeah. Right. So that's what Leicester did. Leicester did this to everybody. So um, United need to follow that blueprint and just say, "Look, man, we're gonna we're gonna fight for this thing, man. And if we don't get it, so what? Yeah. But we're gonna fight for it. Anywho, mm-hmm. we'll see how things go um, tomorrow. I'm hoping um, you know uh, Leicester <laughs> do the business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we'll see how things go, man. Um, but uh, apart from that, bro. Um, I think that's gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna wrap it up. Um, you know, uh, for uh, thanks everybody for listening to the show. Please subscribe, yeah. like, share, um, and uh, you know, follow us on yeah, follow us on Twitter if you want. But um, you know, we don't we're not that too active. You know, I think we like a couple of things and we send a couple of stuff here and there. But follow us on Twitter if you like. But most importantly. Um, just subscribe to the show, like and share with your friends so you don't miss out on any uh, episodes. And uh, yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. mostly that from us. This is Uncle CB, and that's Victor Speck on the other side. Take care.